Ah, yes. How you doing? It's Thursday. Uh, we are not suffering in some stinking blizzard or some whatever the hell it is. Uh, it's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Seriously, it sucks back there. I mean, it's just awful. Whoa, I mean, before even we even get to the three things, holy smokes, it's just, it, it's it's coming out. I was just watching uh, really quick. I was watching Fox News at 3 o'clock in the morning, and uh, it's going to really, you know, hit the eastern half of Long Island, which is exactly where I grew up. And uh, they had a reporter by the Long right outside of the Long Island Railroad, one of the one of the main stations. Ron Konkuma, one of the greatest names of a town you'll ever hear. That's about twenty minutes east of where I grew up. Ron Konkuma, the Ron Konkuma line. You hear the guy in the train, you know. I hear you got a mini Ron Konkuma coming over. You barely understand the, the conductor on the train when they're just yelling or the whatever. So anyway, I just I, it, it's like a little piece of home. All I need was an egg sandwich, and I'd be okay. That wasn't but somebody's name. You Ron wouldn't understand Konkuma? that, Ron Indians. Sorry. There, were, there were Native Americans all over. Indians, whatever, whatever you want to. You I'm know like, who wasn't there, though? Right. Elizabeth Warren. Anyway. Um, oh, oh, oh. Shmokahontas. You stole that right out of my mouth. Yeah, I'll take even more out of your pocket. Anyway, there are three things that I think you need to know. Uh, number one, we're now learning, it's being reported in a local paper, that Rich Rod, uh, the, the big call to fire Rich Rod was made by the athletic director. Uh, it was made by, by the athletic director... Even though their internal investigation about the claims that his administrative assistant made, uh, uh, nothing was proven, but he made the call to fire him before the investigation was done. So it looks like the AD, Dave Heakey, whatever his name is, he could be the next uh, director of the FBI. Ha, 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 ha. Hillary's cleared. We're going we're gonna to write the, uh, she, she did nothing wrong before we do the investigation. <laughs> before the investigation's done, they choose to fire Rich Rod. I'll tell you why. Coming up, but isn't that interesting? Oh yeah, oh there's more. Like apparently, also the what, some of their football players, according to a story at ESPN. Um, but again, it's it's can it be true? And they were sending pictures to his former administrative assistant. She said nude pictures. Didn't turn him over. What? We'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, second thing that I think you need to know. Apparently, this is now like the the top story is this whole Bannon. Trump feud. Uh, Bannon is not denying what he said. He said on his radio show that he still supports Trump and will support Trump. Apparently doesn't like the kids or or who knows. Uh, but he's being attacked by the kids. Trump destroyed him with a statement yesterday. Just destroyed him. Uh, and also apparently Trump's lawyer sent Bannon a cease and desist because he said, hey, when you left the White House... Uh, you signed a document, non-disclosure, saying you would not say anything, and now you've said a lot of stuff. So prepare to be sued. Wow, 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 wow. How about that one, huh? Uh, third thing that I think you need to know uh, is, and this is this is a big one right here, turns out the public actually supports, once again, according to a poll, massive support for President Trump's immigration policies. Uh, and it's it's not just white people either, by the way. Oh, no, no, no. Numbers USA, and listen, Numbers USA, in all honesty, they they want a reduction in legal and illegal immigration because it's just not needed. A lot of people do. It doesn't make you racist. It's just, we just, we'd rather have Americans, of course, of all colors and ethnicities 
and sexes and genders and whatever getting jobs first. Uh, but the poll, the polling that they did showed that they people really like Trump's policies. Um, as a matter of fact, they talked about uh, one of the questions was, is it better to raise pay until business can attract Americans without jobs? Or should they get the cheap labor and have the government bring in new immigrants? And guess what? 64% said raise the pay to attract Americans. And on top of that, uh, you know who else supported that? Hispanics and blacks. Hispanics and blacks supported that. They also, Hispanics and blacks also supported more than whites, by the way, uh, cutting back immigration levels. We'll get into all that stuff. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, so apparently, according to the story in the local paper, yeah, the headline, Arizona Wildcats AD Dave Hickey made the call to fire Rich Rod before investigation was done. Now, why do they do that? What's going on? Well, apparently, it was made on several factors, it says here. On-field performance, poor attendance at Arizona Stadium. I didn't go to a game. So, um, maybe, can you blame that on Rich Rod? Was he not recruiting the best players, putting the best product out there? I don't, I mean, he everybody knows where. He should have called me, <laughs> and I would have went. You would have gone yes. for free tickets. Now, yeah. I, you know, it's a basketball town. We know this. Uh, but that's part of the thing. Rodriguez's off-field behavior. Off-field behavior. That includes post-game news conferences and the, necess- uh, the necessity of the internal investigation. Now, see, that's a bunch of crap. I mean, in all honesty, I'm not the biggest Rich Rod fan, but his life just got ruined. Over what? Accusations. The woman making the accusations refused to cooperate with the university. She made the claim, it's in, it's in the ESPN story that I have, that the players were sending some naked pictures of themselves to her. Now, if they're sending these naked pictures, right? If people are sending you naked pictures, I'm pretty sure that you're not going to delete them because you're going to use it against them, right? Especially if it bothers you. Whether it bothers you or you like it, you're going to keep them. Um, so this former administrative assistant... Uh, it says the woman, uh, this is according to a copy of the claim obtained by ESPN. The woman says uh, all these things that I said yesterday uh, and also said that uh, the players. Allegation, the players on the team sent the woman screenshots of their genitalia and illicit overtures via text message. And then when she went to Rich Rod to intervene, he ignored her. That's what that's part of the claim. I mean, there's more and more coming out. Uh, besides the fact that she claimed that Rich Rod said, don't mention my affair, keep it a secret. And then at the same time, tried to grope her and tried to kiss her. And But then when the university is like, okay, uh, let's, let's cooperate here. And she refuses to cooperate. And she makes the claim the players are sending me nude pictures. They're, sh- they're, send- they're sending me pictures of their junk. They're writing all kinds of nasty things to me. They're doing all this. And, sh- okay, show us the proof. And she refused to do it. Can I ask so, you a question? What? Who is she suing? Is she suing Rich Rod? Directly? She wants seven and a half million bucks from Rich Rod and his wife. Not the Board of Regents or the U of A. No, went straight to the Attorney General. She did a, a private claim to Rich Rod. Okay. Yes. Well, that's why you wouldn't uh, uh, work with the U of A or the Board of Regents. If you're suing them, you're not going to give. Them- well, you know what? You could sue them too. I mean, if it happened, she could get money out of the state. Totally. I so that's I, it, the whole thing just stinks. But you wouldn't help them. What? You wouldn't help them by giving them evidence. Directly give it to your lawyer, and they play the whole lawyer legal game. I and I know I kind of talked about that yesterday. Instead, does she want to get the big payday instead? Maybe that's what it is. I 
Eh. I don't, you know, it just, when, when they do this investigation and you refuse to cooperate though, because you could still sue him and you could sue a whole bunch, you could sue him personally, you could sue the university, you could do all kinds of stuff. Lawyers is all I know. I know. I get old after a while, doesn't it? But, um, the fact that she literally refused to comply and at the same time, people are running wild with this. Now, after I read the things yesterday from the lawsuit, now all of a sudden the local TV stations are putting on their website as well. I mean, I knew it was all going to get out, all these ridiculous claims. And, you know, I have to call them ridiculous because she refused to show evidence backing up everything that she said. So I have to actually side with Rich Rod on this. I, I can't disagree. You know, I got to side with Rich Rod. They literally ruined this guy's life. She ruined this guy's life. Now, he got fired because the team was, what, 7-6, and six, got smoked in the bowl, lost to ASU. Um, poor attendance, maybe Rich Rod's a jerk to the media. Okay, those are legitimate things to fire him. Uh, those are legitimate things to fire him, but everything else is, I don't know. It's just, it just, it's weird. It's just very weird. And uh, the fact that this is going to be used against him now too. Uh, this, by the way, this story that the Wildcats athletic director fired him um, before the university's investigation into his workplace workplace behavior was even done, that's coming from a University of Arizona official who was not authorized to talk to the press. So it must be somebody that actually really likes Rich Rod, obviously from the athletics department or somewhere like that, uh, that doesn't like this new athletic director and thinks this is horrible. That's why they leaked it. So a University of Arizona official who was not authorized to talk to the press said, hey, guess what? This guy, uh, the AD, fired, decided to fire him before they even finished their investigation of uh, all the accusations against him. And that's why Richard's like, I'm going to fight this. What the hell's going on? I, I wonder if, so, but, but what's weird is that they said they, they decided to fire him within like an hour and a half. It was first reported by USA Today. And then it got out a little bit. Then Richard gets an email an hour and a half later. Uh, and this is all coming to, down Tuesday night that, hey, you're done. You're done. Yeah. So it's all a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. Um, Rodriguez, again, noted the complainant, the lady, didn't cooperate with the investigation. It's, it's right here. It's believed she declined to do so because she did not trust the university would treat her allegations with the seriousness she felt they deserved. You know, maybe she thought that they'd protect him because they owe him a lot of money and they'd want her to go away. Maybe. You know what? Maybe all of a sudden all these pictures and all this evidence and everything else will come out. But as of now, it hasn't. And there's literally, and the university has even admitted, we investigated, she wouldn't cooperate, so we're done. Now, she got a lawyer. Why wouldn't she just hand all that evidence to her lawyer and her lawyer say, here it is. And if you don't uh, do the right thing, I'm going to go to the media with all this stuff. Why wouldn't they do that? So that's the latest when it comes to the Rich Rod situation. Uh, if you'd like to comment, you can. 880-KNST, 880-5678. And like you look at this and you want to be outraged by the fact that it says here in the complaint that, again, the players, the players were sending her naked pictures of her junk and she went to rich rod and he wouldn't do anything it's a serious allegation right i mean if it's true but the fact that she didn't actually corroborate anything show evidence and say yeah here's the proof i'm sorry you just can't, you can't buy it 
You, you just, I just don't buy it. And, you know, Rich Rod said he's going to, uh, he's going to stand up for himself. You know, guys like Al Franken are the ones that quit. You know, they're the Matt Lauer, you know, they, he got fired, but he admitted to all this stuff. He hasn't, he hasn't admitted to this. Yeah. He, he hasn't said, all right, yeah, you got me. You got me. What can I do? Uh, again, the one thing he did admit is that he had an affair on his wife and that's his deal. It's not against the law. Um, I, I, there, there's just, I just get bothered by this when there's all of a sudden so much, uh, so much made uh, that can really seriously just destroy someone that can literally destroy someone. And the media runs with it and they just, you know, it's like, it's like no big deal. Find it disturbing. 623. Uh, there's, uh, there's always more. By the way. these calls. What? <laughs> what? You should answer the phones if you want to find something disturbing. Oh, are they saying mm. all kinds of nasty? Oh, man. Well, I, I would expect nothing less. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. You could also tweet me, at Garrett Lewis. You can hit me up on Facebook. Like, my, like and follow my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Again, like it and follow it so you can see some stuff for yourself right there, and I'm always putting stuff up there. Uh, and I'll put in just a couple minutes to put the, the, the story about the uh, the voters showing their massive approval for the Trump stuff. Uh, the media, remember the, we talked about yesterday the tweet Trump sent that he's going to do, he's going to hand out awards for like the biggest fake news media organization or something in different categories. <laughs> he's going to, the most dishonest and whatever. It was just a great tweet. He's going to hand out these awards to what he thinks is like the worst media ever, the most fake, most dishonest. Well, the media actually asked Sarah Huckabee Sanders about that yesterday. Like, what are these awards going to be? She she shed a little bit of light. It's a little bit cryptic. I want you to hear it coming back in about five. KNST AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. Six twenty nine. Thank you. Six twenty nine. It is going to be nice today because we're nuts on the East Coast, like the entire Eastern Seaboard. Why would anybody want to go back there for anything? Pizza. Even the pizza. Bagels. <sighs> but just for a short time. Just for just for a short time. It's ridiculous. Sixty out. It feels like it's again. It's like it's sixty. And listen, I've gone to multiple websites, and I'm like, is it really? It it actually is. It was felt warm walking in. You know why? Cloud cover. Seriously. You know. You know what's going to be big? Plastics. Sixty nine for the high today. How high? <clears throat> 74 uh, tomorrow, 76 Saturday, uh, negative 40 on the East Coast. I love it, man. It's because, it, yeah, anyway, so we have that. Um, let's play. Uh, you're getting, what? in the new year, I don't get prep sheets anymore. Oh, you know what? I forgot to, to grab them off the printer. <laughs> can you play the Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Yeah, I can do that. All right, so uh, the Trumpster tweeted out hilarious stuff a couple days ago. I put it on my We're psychic in Facebook the year, page. Dude. Yes, we are. I just want to make sure I get the number correct because I know you have like like fat fingers, right? It's not going to help. Uh huh. I need a diet. Uh huh. That's not going to work. So, anyway, <laughs> Trump said he's going to hand out some uh, awards for the best like fake news ever in the categories and things like that. And it's going to be Monday at five o'clock. Stay tuned. So the media, of course, is like. Can you give us details? I want you to hear the, the reporter's question and Sarah Huckabee Sanders' answer. Here we go. The president um, tweeted that he'll be announcing the most dishonest and corrupt media awards of the year Monday at 5 p.m. <laughs> Can we get some 
some details on that? Where will he say it? Will it be televised? How many awards will he present? Will there be an audience? I certainly don't want to uh, spoil anything, but my guess is that there are uh, quite a few individuals that could be uh, up for those awards. And um, beyond that, I think we'll have to see what happens on Monday. Will the press corps be in the room for that? We'll certainly keep you posted. It might be hard for him to present trophies if you guys aren't there, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens on Monday. <laughs> we'll mail them to so you. Good. That's so funny. So there you go. There, listen to me. They're worried about it. Oh, is it going to be me? Is it going to be you? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to? What's going to be? Who's going to be? What's going to happen? You idiots are getting distracted by Trump again, so he can get his work done. Notice Jim Acosta didn't ask any questions. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna hide. I'd, I'd, I'd be very disappointed if I wasn't the winner. <laughs> you know they're all gonna wear it as a badge of honor, as they should. But again, he's just distracted them because they're stupid. Six thirty-two on KNST AM seven ninety. So Bannon says bad things about Trump's family and stuff like that while in the White House. Did you hear what Trump Jr. tweeted about him to destroy him? What Trump uh, said. But you got to hear what Sebastian Gorka also said about this whole situation. I mean, should Trump have shut up about this? Maybe he should, but he, no, he doesn't shut up. He's a fighter. We know that. Um, Bannon, did Bannon screw the pooch on this? Is he really all about himself? Uh, wait till you hear what Gorka said, because he knows Bannon pretty well. He has a very interesting spin on this. Uh, and the guy that wrote this this book is, is apparently a proven liar as well. So, But Bannon didn't deny that he said these things. He could have come out and said on his radio show, I didn't say this. I'll get you all that information. You got to hear what Gorka said as well. And then my take, because the media is a total hypocrite. They're total hypocrites. It's coming up at about uh, 6, 6.33. Here's the latest on KNST from Fox. Yeah. It's a good thing you're here. He has a lot to tell you. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 639, how's it going? Uh, don't forget, like and follow my Facebook page because I'm, I'm, besides doing a phenomenal radio show, during the show, after the show, I uh, I post funny things, good things, interesting things. I mean, I think they're all that way, but that's, I mean, I'm biased about myself. You? Yeah. I love me some me. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Twitter at Garrett Lewis. It's all there for you. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I got to get you a Jeff Flake tweet in just a second. But first, first, there are three things that I think you need to know. We'll do the Bannon stuff as well. Three things. Uh, number one, there's some huge stuff going on. Well, number one, local paper says a uh, an anonymous University of Arizona official, not authorized to talk to the press, said that the athletic director... Dave Hickey made the call to fire Richrod before their investigation was even done because they had poor attendance, poor results, uh, the way he acted off the field, at press conferences, all that stuff. Uh, that's why he decided to fire him, whether or not he actually did those things the chick said or not. Second thing that I think you need to know, oh baby, jobs, jobs, jobs. This is just coming out. ADP reports, uh, the original estimate for jobs added in December, 190,000. Private sector actually added 250,000 jobs. Once again, this is another month that beat projections. Remember with Obama, it was always like, we expect 180,000 when we got to 112,000. So U.S. private sector added 250,000 jobs in December. Versus the estimate from the economic egghead experts of 190,000. Hmm. On top of that, 
Uh, Challenger Gray and Christmas said U.S. employers announced plans to cut 32,423 jobs in December, bringing the year's total to a low not seen since 1990. That's right. Job cut announcements in 2017, the lowest level since 1990. These are all winning things, which is why the media will talk about Bannon. Just so you know. They're trying to drive the narrative. That's why Trump tweets. That's why he does this stuff. Uh, Third thing I think you need to know. Numbers USA poll shows Americans actually support massively Trump's immigration policies. Massively. Oh, yeah. And it goes across the spectrum. 64% 64 that, um, uh, yes, 64% opposition to the current wage flattening annual inflow of about a million legal immigrants a year. Overwhelmingly, all different ethnicities, colors, you name it, would like to see wages rise to attract Americans that are out of work versus cheap labor brought in by the government to companies. And it gets even better. We'll do more on that after. Three things I think you need to know. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, this this 77% of Hispanics preferred immigration to be trimmed to 500,000 per year, down from last year's 1.2 million legal immigrants. Those racist Hispanics. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How about that, huh? Uh, before I get to the abandoned stuff in just a second, uh, <laughs> I, I reacted to a Jeff Flake tweet. Jeff Flake actually tweeted about, uh, he reacted to a Donald Trump tweet. Trump tweeted uh, yesterday, last night, crooked Hillary Clinton's top aide, Uma Abedin, has been accused of disregarding basic security protocols. She put classified passwords into the hands of foreign agents. Remember sailors' pictures on submarine? Jail. Deep state Justice Department must finally act also on Comey and others. But yet Jeff Flake... You know what his response was? This is disturbing on so many levels. Which part? The fact that Uma Abedin emailed herself passwords to the State Department via her Yahoo email. She She emailed them to her Yahoo email, which was hacked by Russian agents. Or are you just like thinking it's disturbing that Trump is calling out the deep state Justice Department, which we know the people at the top of it, yeah, there, the FBI, They've done everything they can to try to sabotage the president. Which part is disturbing? Which? Which? I'm thinking he's more upset with what Trump said versus Uma Abedin. But anyway, I just responded. Um, what a strong react! Wow, what a strong reaction. Thanks, Jeff Flake. Only if you were so fired up about this as you are about getting amnesty for illegals. He sucks. Just go away. Bag of hair. You voted for him. Don't you go there. <laughs> you voted for him. All right, so we have that. All right, so um, if you don't know, uh, Steve Bannon, basically, according to a book written by a guy that has a lot of shadiness about him, by the way. A lot of shadiness about him, this guy. He's been ripped by the left and right for not being accurate in his reporting and writing. But anyway, there's this book that's out. But then hey, this guy was given a- approval by people at the White House. Ryan's Priebus is the chief of staff. To sit there in the White House and just talk to people. Write whatever the hell he wanted. But just so you know, Steve Bannon hasn't denied saying this stuff. He's just said that he still supports President Trump. Right? That, that's what it is. 
so basically, uh, Bannon said that uh, Trump Jr. meeting with Russians when he was told, hey, we have some dirt on Hillary. And he said, OK, cool, we'll set up a meeting. It was, it was Manafort. It was Don Jr. And it was Kushner. Now, there was nothing like, hey, how Russia, can you help my dad when that didn't happen? It was a lying meeting. They lied just to get the meeting. There was no dirt on Hillary, but we had all the dirt on Hillary via WikiLeaks anyway. But uh, Bannon said that the meeting was uh, treasonous and unpatriotic. And apparently in this book, he didn't like uh, Jared and Ivanka. So Trump fired back. Put a 265-word statement out. Here are some highlights. Steve Bannon has nothing to do with me or my presidency. When he was fired, he not only lost his job, he lost his mind. Was he fired, though? He just left. I thought he left too. Anyway, um, that's just some of the stuff he did. He basically said he had no help. Um, he didn't help me. I did it myself. It was overstated, blah, blah, blah. And you're seeing people going back and forth. Newt Gingrich, oh, yeah, Steve Bannon, he's he's all about himself. Other people, oh, Judicial Watch guy. who I, I like the Judicial Watch. Oh, Bannon is not surprising. Bannon's all about himself. He's all about himself. I think he loves the country. Bannon was quoted as saying in the book, the three senior guys in the campaign thought it was a good idea to meet with a foreign government inside Trump Tower in the conference room on the 20th, 25th floor with no lawyers. They didn't have lawyers. Even if you thought that this was not treasonous or unpatriotic or bad bleep, and I think, I happen to think it's all of that, you should have called the FBI immediately. Trump then said, of course, quote, now that he's on his own, Steve is learning that winning isn't as easy as I make it look. Steve had very little to do with our historic victory, which was delivered by the forgotten men and women of this country. Hmm. Steve pretends to be at war with the media, which he calls the opposition party, yet he spent his time at the White House leaking false information to the media to make himself seem far more important than he was. It's a pretty big statement by Trump. Steve was rarely in a one-on-one meeting with me and only pretends to have had influence to fool a few people with no access and had no clue whom he helped write phony books. Wow. But the book says weird stuff. Apparently they have like pillow talk with Jared and Ivanka. How'd this guy get that? The guy in the book wrote, shortly after 8 p.m. on election night, when the unexpected trend that Trump might actually win seemed confirmed, Don Jr. told a friend that his father, or DJT as he calls him, looked as if he had seen a ghost. Melania was in tears and not of joy. Really? They didn't want to win? Uh, the book also says that apparently, uh, it, based on interviews with Trump, his senior aides, and others, he mentions Trump didn't initially know who former House Speaker John Boehner was. He tweeted about John Boehner a gazillion times. His team didn't believe he was capable of winning the election. Hmm. Book even deals with the subject of Trump's infamous Kofifi, citing Ivanka and as, as telling his friends it was the result of a comb over from the front and sides of his head stiffened by hairspray. Sarah Huckabee Sanders said the book is filled with false and misleading accounts from individuals who have no, who have no access or influence from the White House. And Melania Trump's spokeswoman, Stephanie Grisham, used to work in Arizona, by the way, said the book is clearly going to be sold in the bargain fiction section. She's saying that, that they, she never cried tears of sadness. She was happy. So whatever. You have that. Um, Don Jr. went after Bannon, though, too. Don Jr. tweeted, and this, I mean, we, hear, you know what this really means? We hear these random stories from the media. This is not good for the media because you hear these random stories. People claim to know something and inside this and inside that. I think we really all have no idea as to what it's really like in there. I think we have no clue. 
as to what's going on. I think you hear these people in the media try to justify a paycheck by being a commentator. They have to think that they have people and sources. Because we all thought that Bannon and he were tight and doing things and this and that. Don Jr. tweeted, Steve had the honor of working in the White House and serving the country. Unfortunately, he squandered that privilege and turned that opportunity into a nightmare of backstabbing, harassing, leaking, lying, and undermining the president. Steve is not a strategist. He is an opportunist. Maybe he really didn't have much to do. But the media made him seem that way because, of course, the media thought, you know, Trump is stupid. He can't win this on his own. He needed Bannon there. He needed uh, uh, Kellyanne Conway. He needed this. I really think that none of us will ever know what really is going on there. The only people that really know are the people that are actually inside the White House. And they probably look at all these stories every day and go, what the hell is going on? But you got to sell papers. You got to get ratings on radio and TV. And you got to get clicks. I just blame that cool jacket he was wearing. In all the pictures. There you go, the green one? Yeah. Let's play Gorka. Real quick. Sebastian Gorka on Hannity last night. Uh, you'll hear Hannity in there. This is just, I thought, very interesting. Here we go. Look, I'll let, I'll let Steve talk for himself. He's a big boy. Uh, but I know that Mike Wolf is a hack. His last book, 13 people complained about misquoting and being having their quotes. So you uh, suspect he was misquoted. I, look, I, there was a, a Twitter t- feed tonight quoting me saying something that I wanted to work for Trump. I've never said that. If I, that's I, true, I, in there, I, I haven't seen the look, book. I was told to meet with this man as part of his book project. I knew his reputation and I refused to meet with Wolf. The Guardian is the lowest of the low radical left-wing newspaper. All I know is there is no Russia collusion because the president told me so. Jared, Don Jr. are patriots. I couldn't care less what the Guardian doubt, or Mike Wolf says. You doubt Bannon said it. I wasn't there, and it doesn't sound like... Look, if Steve yeah. wanted to attack somebody, he wouldn't do it in somebody else's book. He'd do it himself. That's the kind of guy he is. Gorka knows him. Gorka left the White House. He wanted to do more stuff. All the false reports coming out that, oh, it's just he's going to... He's not doing the Make America Great Again. Hey, well, Gorka said it, and they all seem to be fans of the press. I think you have a lot of egos. Just think about this. Where you work. Does everybody get along? Does everybody like each other? We have a uh, you know seven radio stations here. We have a sales staff. We have this. Not everybody likes each other. Look at your family. How many times do you say stuff about your wife's brother, your husband's sister, your dad, your mother-in-law, your this? It, it happens. The original reality show, before reality shows, you had this, this reporting, and it's all there. So that, that's what I think. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. If you'd like to comment, feel free. 710 this morning. Um, apparently, the Trump effect, not just on business, not just on business, uh, Trump effect on college campuses. What is the Trump effect on college campuses? You think that more students are coming out hating Trump, stuff like that? Oh, you want to hear this. And if you get into work, listen at knst.com or on the iHeartRadio app. It's a free download uh, or at iHeartRadio.com. Uh, we're back in four. KNST AIM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Yeah.
Well, I did make a radio. What's up? It's 707. It is uh, Thursday, January 4th, morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, 69 today, but you should wear shorts anyway in honor of the blizzard going back on the East Coast. Just to tease them. Just to tease them. Have a taco and shorts and take a selfie and put it on like Twitter or Facebook. And you're like, hashtag East Coast Blizzard, ha ha, hashtag shorts weather, <laughs> hashtag sucks to be you. Anyway, three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, it's coming out now in the local paper that uh, Rich Rod, the decision to fire Rich Rod was made at the hands of the athletic director before their investigation was even over. That's according to an anonymous U of A official that was not given permission to talk to the media. Uh, apparently they did. They're like, we don't care if he really did molest this chick or not, or do whatever that she said. Uh, it's based on the fact that we have bad attendance, bad results. He's horrible with the media news conferences. And I think he's just a jerk pretty much. That's pretty much what it is. So there you go. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, is that, uh, jobs, 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 winning, winning. Uh, it's just coming out that the economy, according to ADP added 250,000 jobs in December. The eggheads said there'd be 190,000. Once again, Trump beat the uh, expectations. Never happened under Obama, and I did it. Plus, get this uh, story on CNBC. Job cut announcements in 2017 are the lowest level since 1990. Yes. The lowest. Yes. Fewer job cuts, more jobs. I mean, it's going to be hard to win in the midterms and get reelected. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Third thing I think you need to know, Numbers USA poll shows that uh, across the board, people back the Trump immigration plan, the policies that he wants. Uh, It doesn't matter if you're white, black, doesn't matter. They were asked a question. This is a good question. Is it better to raise pay until business can attract Americans without jobs, even if it causes prices to rise, or is it better for the government to continue to bring in new immigrants each year to keep the cost down? 64% said raise the pay to attract Americans without jobs. Just 17% said Better for the government to bring in immigrants to keep costs down. And that's across the board, by the way. Uh, the wage raising priority got 57% pr- uh, support among voters 18 to 39, 65% support from blacks, 64% from Latinos, 71% from Republicans, 62% from Democrats. How about that? How about that? Across the board, three things I think you need to know. And that's like a legitimate question to pull. I know Numbers USA, by the way, they 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 want to cut in legal and, of course, uh, legal immigration and to get rid of illegal immigration. Um, but they, that's an actual legitimate question versus the other media that ask, you know, slanted questions. And you never really hear about them. They just tell you the results. All right? That's, that's just what happens. So anyway, I told you about the Trump effect on the economy. I told you about that. And it was it's a pretty amazing effect. Uh, but what about other parts of society? What about other parts? Well, there was a story about uh, Trump's effect on college campuses. You think more people are out there and they're just, you know, they're hating on Trump. It's caused more people to hate him and hate him and hate him and hate him. Apparently not so much. Let's go to Arizona State University. I know you may not want to, but we're going to go to Arizona State University. The president of the college Republicans there is Jennifer Custis, and I saw her in a story. Jennifer, thank you for waking up early this morning and coming on the show. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good morning. Good. So uh, Trump gets in. Um, before or not, whether you like him, don't like him, support him, not support him, and I think I know the answer to that. But uh, before all that, after he got in, 
Were you expecting a lot of pushback on uh, ASU's campus, or were you expecting to gain support? Well, due to the fact that during his campaign, we didn't really have any pushback. Um, ASU is a pretty easy campus for everyone to do what they believe in. But um, the club just thrived. We got so much support because we got so many new members, which was the Trump effect. All these people that were afraid to speak up spoke up, and that happened at ASU. Really? So, like, well, I mean, it was a pretty big jump in membership. Do you have numbers or anything like that? Um, so, last spring, um, well, not last spring, it would have been the spring before his election, our meetings were probably like 10 to 12 people. And by the time of fall 2016, we had meetings of upwards of 50 to 60 people. And they all came in in their Hillary for Prison shirts. We love Trump, make America great again. And so, yeah, that really just was an incredible increase. And, uh, I mean, are you in touch with other, uh, I guess, college Republicans and presidents at different campuses across the country? Um, I'm not across the country, really, just in the state. Okay, so in the state, are, are you, do you, because I read that there are even colleges in California that are actually having upticks in uh, in the, the college Republicans and membership going up on, on campuses in California. Is that happening here in Arizona as well? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think across the board it went up. Um, I believe at U of A the membership did go up during the primary, which is going to be your two big schools. And then NAU, they're in the process of starting a chapter. Yeah, so they're a little behind. We wouldn't know how that effect happened. You know, it's it's hard. You know, too many people in Birkenstocks. That's that might be the right. problem up there, <laughs> right? That might be there. Jennifer Custis is who you're listening to. She is the president of the uh, College Republicans at ASU, and she's on KNST AM seven ninety. Um, I mean, were you surprised? I mean, were they, what, what were the people saying? I mean, all of a sudden, people are getting more involved in politics than ever before. What was their reasoning as to why they love Trump? Um, he just made them feel like they, I don't know if the right word is power, but Trump triggered the anger everyone had during the Obama administration, and he used that, and it helped make people love him because he made them feel safe. And that definitely happened at a college campus because where people weren't speaking up under Obama, everyone's like, yeah, like I have Trump on my side. Like I can say what I believe. And no kidding. Were, were there people that never really got into politics, but because Trump is, and let's face it, he's an entertainer. You know, he's a lot of things. He's an entertainer. Oh, yeah. Did they, did they get into it because he was fun to watch or fun to listen to? He brought people in that never paid attention before. Um, probably. Um, most people that really loved Trump though, um, or, They'll do. They've been watching him the whole time. Yeah. You know, they loved him since there were like um, huge primaries happening. So, well, I know that Don Jr. visited ASU's campus uh, a yeah, bunch of times. Did. So, did you have some uh, some talks with Don Jr.? Um, a little bit. So, I got to do like the introduction to the Pledge of Allegiance when he was here. Um, and yeah, he was so sweet. It was awesome to have him here. And that was like our biggest event, obviously, of that year. And it was crazy how many people came. Of course, there was, like, some protesters, but ASU totally took care of that for us, and the gym was full to see him, so... I remember seeing the video. I remember seeing it a lot. Well, that's uh, that, that's pretty cool. So, uh, I mean, what do you think of the job, and what what are your uh, your colleagues out there? What are the members of the college Republicans at ASU? What do they think of the job that Trump is doing so far? Um, I think, for the most part, everyone's pretty happy, Um Obviously, it depends on if Congress is willing to work with him or not on certain issues. He can only do so much. But if you just look at the things Trump's done and pushed for, 
he's kept his promises. So everyone's pretty happy with him. Okay. And, what, and what's like the feeling on the campus? I mean, are there, there's, it's a college campus. There's always going to be people protesting and upset and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but is there, I mean, do you guys feel like you have, because of Trump, like you said, you have more of a voice? You're, you're able to actually freely speak your mind without feel like you're going to be attacked or condemned? Um, yeah. So ASU has always been a pretty easy campus to speak your mind on. Like, we're actually pretty good friends with the young Dems, in a sense. We just kind of let each other do our own thing. Um, That's good. But, yeah, definitely having that feeling that um, you have Trump's support to obviously support his administration is great because he's not the kind of president to sit around. You know, he's going to say something. But ASU never really had a ton of pushback, obviously, except for when Don Jr. came. But... We're pretty. It's pretty easy to just kind of believe what you believe here. I got you. I Means you just see idiotic stories on on the campus is uh, uh, a lot. I mean, there was a story I talked about yesterday. Some girl at San Diego State. Did you hear about this? She got hit by a car when she was protesting Trump's win back in November, and now she's suing the college for not stopping her from crossing a highway in protest of Trump. So, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. These kinds of things just happen. Um, what about professors? Uh, did you think? Prof- I mean, are professors giving you garbage? Are they still saying bad things about Trump or anything at all about Trump? Or are they eased up on that on campus? Um, I think it's calmed a little. So I'm in the teachers' college, so okay. obviously that's going to have its own um, level of not Republican. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but really, the only pushback I had this year was like a local level of getting upset because it was all education type stuff, which is generally affected on like here in the state. Mm-hmm. So a lot of their complaints were like about our current ledge and all that. Um, but I do have friends in the business school and I feel like they either have a professor that loves Trump and they're like, like in the economy classes or they have a professor that hates him and they will just hammer on him. So I feel like it's pretty extreme either way, but I think ASU is fortunate enough to have both Hmm. Very interesting. Jennifer Custis is uh, the college Republican president up at ASU. She's on KNST AM 790. What are some of the important issues that you guys talk about? What are some of the things the young people on campus want to see Trump get done? What are the things that are important to you guys? Uh, Probably immigration as far as what I hear people talking about, because being at ASU, um, it's a safety thing. So that seems to be the big thing that people are like, he's got to fall through on immigration, so we're safe and um, really that. Really? Okay, so what do you I mean? What, what does it take? Is they, are they talking about they want the wall? Do they want, you know, amnesty for DACA people? What, what are they talking about? Oh, it's still about the wall. I think college kids get really fired up in the big stuff because it's the stuff they can um, use to make people listen. Okay. Um, so definitely still there's a lot of talking about the wall. Um, and then the other is just taxes, but tax reform just passed over break, and we haven't been back in school, so I'm not really sure yeah. how my members are feeling about it. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, the eight years of Obama, college grads had a tough time getting jobs. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, I, I can only imagine there'd be a bit of a sigh of relief because it looks like more jobs are being created every single month. Jobs are not being cut, like I said earlier, uh, job cut levels are the lowest they've seen since 1990. So, I mean, is there, like, a, a good feeling amongst people, like, hey, I can actually get out of college and move out of my parents' house and make some money? Yeah, for sure. Um, especially the seniors after Trump got elected last year that were just graduating. They were like, I'm going to get a job now. There's going to be so many opportunities. Um, 
whereas before you were just going to college because it was the next step and, you know, maybe they didn't feel like they had an option. I feel like under Obama it was like you either go to college or you don't get a job. But Trump opened up the fact that even if you use your degree or not, there's probably going to be a job available because I think sometimes we forget about those blue-collar jobs, and he really highlighted those again. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, I mean, they're, they're, I, I get them from advertisers, they're, you know, they're, and I have contractor buddies. You know, the blue-collar jobs pay a good amount of money. I mean, plumbers, uh, stucco guys, uh, framers, every, there are jobs where you can make quite a bit of money and because and, there's nobody to do them. There's yeah. nobody to do them. So, well, listen, I, I think it's uh, very interesting. I'm glad that you're seeing the numbers surge. So, you know, people generally think of, uh, you know, Republicans as an old crotchety party. And granted, I'm more on Trump's side than I am on, uh, obviously, you know, the Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell side. Right. Is that how you guys feel, too? Are you guys, I mean, I know there are some college Republicans, they, they, they tend to go with the Republican Party and it tends to be the establishment. What's the feeling, real quick, with you guys? Um, I think we definitely have everything all around. Um, when you think about the establishment, Establishment, you think people have been there forever, kind of like McCain and all those people. But we do have crazy support because people like McCain have done so much for us, um, offering amounts of internships and speaking when we need speakers and just those kind of things. So I think it goes both ways because um, the Trump thing definitely brought in new people and are getting all these people excited. But we still have to appreciate the people that give us, like I said, the internships we need and the opportunities to work under them and help in their campaigns and but do, experience do, them. do you guys see how the Arizona senators try to do everything they can to stop Trump? Is that talked about or no? I'm just curious. Oh yeah, that's talked about. <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately, all of it is definitely just the issues you see adults having, we have. Um, <laughs> adults, <laughs> I love it. Thanks for making me feel old. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Well, I guess at every level, right? Yeah. Republicans. Um, the hardest part for me as a leader is you definitely have to include everybody, right? Because we're all Republicans. We all um, are red, essentially. And that's kind of just the thing is you have to understand that there's going to be people on all ends, all shades of red. And my job is to try to bring them together and be like, hey, you know, right now, let's just make sure Arizona doesn't turn purple. So, mm-hmm. What do you guys think about Jeff Flake? I'm just curious about that. What do you guys say about him? Um. And it's okay. I can't stand the guy. Go ahead. I know. Uh, it's hard. Because um, obviously the people that love Jeff Flake um, were interning for Jeff Flake, right, when he said, hey, I'm not running. Or you have people that just have hated Jeff Flake, right, since all this stuff went down with Trump in 2016. Yeah. But like I said, it's really hard because um, on a college campus, and I'm sure across the board, we have all shades of red. So we're going to have people who – love one person and hate one person. Um, of course, we saw people that are skeptical of Trump and that kind of stuff. Not that they don't support him, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like there's people that are skeptical of the establishment, but of course they're still going to, you know, vote for the Republican and just help Arizona in that sense. So what so. I'm saying, though, is, is there are there more that are like, good, I'm glad Jeff Flake is out amongst your group? Um, probably because um, Kelly Ward got really involved with the college Republicans in 2016 and offered so many internships. Um, her daughter was a college Republican literally just a year ago before okay. she graduated. So I think if anything, most people were just excited because we do have like eight members, I think that work for her campaign directly Oh wow! and have for like two years. So, um, I got you. That's probably the feel is it's, it's not so much an anti flake. It's just like, 
the people that have those internships are like, yes, like we have a chance, you know, or more of a chance, obviously. I gotcha. So to wrap up, uh, and Jennifer Custis is who you're listening to. She's the president of the College Republicans at ASU, and she's on KNST AM 790. Uh, you're saying that there is hope for the younger generation, uh, that you guys have your heads on straight and you see what's happening and it's gaining momentum. And college campuses are not just a bastion of, of, uh, of morons. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's Republicans. There's people love Trump. We're here. And any any Democrat, any people coming to you saying, "I was a Democrat, but I'm going to you know help you guys because I like Trump." Yeah, honestly, that was kind of the biggest shock in obviously not last fall, but 2016. Uh, so many people were like, "Trump turned me into Republican," or or actually, a lot of people were like, "Do you guys support Trump?" And we're like, "Of course." And they're like, okay, I'm going to join because I love Trump. And not even because they had turned into Republican, they just loved Trump. And we were like, of course we want membership, you know? So that was actually the biggest surprise. Well, that, that, I think that's the biggest thing right there, um, how he's all of a sudden turning people into, into new voters, new supporters. So that's just huge. Right. But listen, Jennifer, uh, good luck. Uh, what year are you right now? Uh, I'm a senior, so one more semester till graduation. Then you're going to get a job. What do you want to do? You want to be a, what, 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 what kind of teacher do you want to be? Um, studying history and poli-sci, but I'm going to law school in the fall. I just have to get that figured out. Oh, so you want to be a lawyer or you want to be a politician? Lawyer. Okay. What kind of law? Uh, family. So, oh, we're not. battles and divorce. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're not going to see on like a commercial with, you know, DUI people and stuff like that, like bad bookcases and fake plants. Yeah, hopefully not, right? Okay. Well, hey, it's a living, though. It's a living, yeah, right? Yeah, when the job offers. <laughs> Very good. Listen, I'll, I'll be in touch with you. Thank you so much for getting up this morning and painting the picture and giving the info. And good luck up there at ASU, okay? Of course. Thanks for having me. You got Bye. it. Take care. Uh, it's uh, Jennifer Custis, uh, president of the College Republicans uh, at Arizona State University. That You know, I'm glad I, I thought of that last question, too, though, because that's the whole thing. How many people actually came out and said... Uh, I'm only joining you because of Trump. <laughs> well, I, That's I think, huge. I think it is, it, that is huge. Not only that, what she said she wanted to be a lawyer instead of a politician. I was yes. Like, you don't want to be rich? Well, you get and rich both politician. ways. You can be rich both ways. Oh, you get really rich being a politician. You rich both ways. Look at those guys. Yeah. Listen, I have a uh, news I'll get to in about five minutes uh, about health insurance. This is huge. What is going on? It is just coming out. You want to hear it. I'll get to it in about five. Don't go anywhere. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. I know, I'm aware. 742, thank you for hanging out. There's unbelievable things going on this morning. Three things I think you need to know. But stranglehold, though, man. I mean, this is just fantastic right here. Hot blonde, hair, wet, shaking very slowly around. You get the same picture when you're having to hear this song. I don't know about blonde. You racist. My wife is a brunette. Well, that too. (laughs) (laughs) three things i think you need to know number one she's a fake blonde who which one my wife okay blonde you better just stop i know she doesn't listen it's okay that's okay neither does mine um (laughs) i told them not to so uh three things i think you need to know number one a local paper reporting that uh the athletic director at the u of a made the decision to fire rich rod before their investigation was even over how about that, huh? That's from an uh, an unnamed U of A official who was not given permission to talk to the media. Love that. Said the firing took place because of Rich Rod's awful on-field performance with the team, poor attendance at the football stadium, his off-field behavior that includes post-game news conferences, and uh, 
the necessity of the internal investigation, even though the the lady never actually showed any information or any evidence of, of what she said and, and never backed it up, but whatever. I mean, that's just a small detail, right? She apparently said that she didn't think the university would uh, take uh, this investigation seriously. So uh, instead of getting a lawyer and making sure it happened, she got a lawyer to say, go after Rich Rod for $7.5 million. Okay, second thing that I think you need to know, jobs, jobs, jobs. The uh, geniuses in the, uh, the economic sector predicted 190,000 jobs. ADP says we added 250,000 jobs in December. And uh, CNBC says, oh, actually, I should challenge Gray and Christmas, uh, job cut announcements in 2017 are the lowest level since 1990. So they're not, they're not firing people like they were since 1990. Holy smokes. Uh, third thing I think you need to know, this is just coming out now, the Trump administration proposing regulations. Uh, this is the first step to get interstate health insurance sales. That's right, to be able to buy health insurance across state lines. This is the first step to make it happen. That is huge. Huge. Thanks to Jan Brewer for ruining that in the state of Arizona. She had the chance seven years ago, and then she uh, she vetoed it because she was in bed with the health insurance lobby here and the hospitals in Arizona, so there you go. Uh, but they are proposing regulations to make interstate sale of health insurance policies happen. They could cost less, and I love the AP. They could cost less, but they may not cover as much. No, they're going to cost less and give you more. People, let them buy what they want to buy. So there you have three things I think you need to know. And, and it just I'm just telling you, this is all we know about this so far. Uh, we have the Dow. I mean, you want to do a fourth thing? The Dow is over 25,000. Over 25,000. Doesn't it make you feel good? Are you feeling okay about everything that's happening in this country right now? You know, everything that you wanted from lawmakers that they never gave you now it's happening by the way any celebrations from jeff flake or john mccain on the fact that uh dow's at twenty five thousand, uh people aren't losing their jobs like they used to no 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 not at all jeff flake uh was very upset he's just he's he's not yeah he tweeted uh, a cnn story trump dissolves voter fraud commission because a lot of democratic states would not hand over information uh, turns out Chris Kobach says, well, the reason that he uh, dissolved it is because now it's going to go to, I believe, I believe Homeland Security. It's actually going to speed up the process to, to find results. But Flake said this, does, this dissolution is good news. The commission was based on a falsehood that millions of illegal votes were cast in the 2016 elections. I mean, this guy, just go away, man. Just go away. Uh, nothing at all on the unbelievable news that's happening around uh, around the country with the jobs. And again, health insurance being sold across state lines is another promise that he said, I want that to happen. He's trying to make it happen. Now, we don't know. There's, this is just coming out. It's the first step. AP reports it's not immediately clear whether the new proposal from the Labor Department will fulfill Trump's longstanding promise to promote competition across the country. But again, the rule would make it easier for groups or associations to sponsor health plans that don't have to meet all consumer protection and benefit requirements of the Affordable Care Act. And watch the media jump on that, by the way, too. Oh, you're, you know what? They, they're not meeting everything that people need. Yeah. Maybe people don't need to buy all that stuff. Buy the health insurance that is good for you. There should be options that are out there. I love this. Insurers are skeptical of Trump's idea. 
Yeah, you want to know why they're skeptical? Because they're not going to make as much money. They have monopolies in states. If all of a sudden there's more competition, they're going to have to lower the price to get your business. Of course they're skeptical. Patient groups are concerned about losing protections. You mean the protections that jack up the price and things you just don't need? Some state regulators object to federal interference. How wonder why? Yeah, no kidding. Is they're getting lobbyists, baby lobbyists. So the AP is doing their, you know, normal, awesome reporting of this. Oh, it's just this. This is phenomenal news. What's going on? Phenomenal news. And one more, just to continue, by the way. With this story, college conservative groups see numbers surge because of Trump. And we had the ASU uh, college Republican president on, uh, even a female. I mean, I thought chicks aren't supposed to get these kinds of jobs, but she was in charge of it. Here you go. So uh, according to a report from um, Elaine Godfrey in The Atlantic, the future of Trumpism is on campus. The future of Trumpism is on campus. The college conservative groups are booming in the Trump era. Booming. And that's why they and I had, a, I had this, uh, this Jennifer Custis on, because in this story it says, at Arizona State, the club benefited from a Trump wave. Quote, he's increased the numbers of college Republicans at ASU by, ASU by incredible numbers. Uh, supporting Trump was never an issue. People loved him. Andrew Mendoza, the president of the University of California, Davis, college Republicans. That's the same university where they had a protest that walked across I-5 in San Diego on election night when he won. And I have the story on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow it. Where the girl, they were part of the protest. She walked across that eight-lane highway and got hit, or is it ten-lane highway, and got hit by the car. And she's now suing the university, UC Davis, for not stopping her from going across the highway. So the president of the college Republicans, Andrew Mendoza, what a name, huh? Said he saw something special in Trump right from the beginning. Quote, his out-and-out nationalism was amazing. Added, Trump's uh, ideology defies labels. I think he's an individual. So apparently, numbers are growing on college campuses. People are joining the college Republicans because of Trump. I guarantee you, if Jeb exclamation point would have won or been the nominee, you wouldn't have seen this. You know, Napping clubs have yeah, been Yeah, well, that, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I like Ted Cruz, but it ain't going to happen the same way. John Kasich, get out of here. The future of Trumpism is on campus. Phenomenal. There's a lot of good things going on, right? A lot of good things. That's why I want you to know, because you're not going to hear this stuff, by the way. Right now, the Dow is at 25,026 points. People seem to have a lot of of confidence in what's going on. A lot of confidence. How about you? And by the way, it seems to be confirmed, the deal that's going to take place, and we'll take your calls on this in the next hour if you'd like. Uh, You can talk. Uh, The deal is the White House is willing to trade some kind of amnesty. Some kind of legalization, I should say. Um, some kind of deal for DACA illegal aliens. As long as they get the wall, more enforcement interior in the interior part of the country, obviously, ending the visa lottery and chain migration. Is that okay for you? 751, we'll get to that. And you know what? Tell you what, we'll talk about that, but also at 810, 
this story that I, I pushed back from yesterday. Uh, apparently, where you buy your groceries, your food, apparently where you buy that may make you racist. I'll get that at 810 this morning because it's just awesome. Yes, you could be considered racist by where you buy your food. It's coming up. If you're getting out of your car at 810, go to knst.com and listen there. Listen on the iHeartRadio app. Download it. It's free and easy. Uh, or go to iHeartRadio.com and search for KNST. 752 back and forth. KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Eight oh seven on this Thursday. Don't say it. Don't uh, say it. Fine. Hi, it's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Congratulations, <laughs> you're not in a blizzard. Yes, it looks horrible. Not here though. I mean, sixty nine today. You just heard that around there, depending on where you are. Uh, three things I think you need to know. Number one, Rich Rod's firing. It's reported in the local paper. Rich Rod was fired by the AD. He made the call, and he made the decision to fire him before the investigation was even completed. So uh, the AD can be the next um, next director of the FBI. <laughs> At least they could have said Hillary was guilty before they completed it. Anyway, uh, that happened. Apparently he was fired, according to a, an unnamed source at the U of A uh, that was not allowed or not given permission to talk to the media but still wanted to put it out there because apparently he hates the AD and likes Rich Rod, who knows, or she, whatever it is, uh, that uh, he was, the decision came to fire Rich Rod based on uh, the team's performance, the fact that uh, they can't, they had horrible attendance at Arizona Stadium, uh, his off-field behavior, including news conferences, things like that. Uh, so there you go. Uh, apparently the woman... His former assistant didn't uh, didn't com- cooperate with the university because she didn't think the university would actually do a good job. She didn't trust him. She don't even know what the heck to believe, but there's more coming out. I'll, 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 we'll get to more Rich Rod later on because it's very interesting what former players. Uh, somebody sent me uh, information, stories, links, everything about what former players have said about Rich Rod. Yeesh. Again, I'm not a fan, but it's it's... Is everybody wrong here? Maybe. Who knows? Second thing that I think you need to... Why are you looking at me that way? Second thing I think you need to know uh, is that the Dow... You got economic news. The Dow is at 25,064 now. Another... It seems we had 24,000 like two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Is there an end? It's freaky, isn't it? 25,000. And it's also maybe based on job numbers. ADP, the the geniuses predicted 190,000 jobs added in December... Turns out our private sector added 250,000 jobs. 250,000 jobs. The information services sector was the only one to lose jobs at about 4,000. Uh, apparently they thought that, I mean, yes, maybe they thought the tax reform would really happen. Who knows? Uh, so you have that. Plus, uh, Challenger Gray and Christmas came out and said job cut announcements in 2017 are the lowest level since 1990. Wow. How about that? So we, we, we have some phenomenal economic news. It's really good stuff. Third thing I think you need to know is that uh, the Trump administration, in the last hour, it was announced they are taking the first step into getting health insurance sold across state lines. 
proposing regulations to facilitate the interstate sale of health insurance policies. And of course, the AP has to poo-poo by saying they could cost less but may not cover as much. Really, that's how it works, huh? So if I get a pizza with no toppings, it'll cost less but may not have as much on it, huh? What a shock. What if people want the choice to buy whatever they want? Insurance companies are skeptical of the idea. Of course they are, because now all of a sudden they're going to have to lower their prices to compete. Three things I think you need to know. By the way, I got a, a tweet from a listener. This is really interesting. Apparently, because I, I mean, I'm on Twitter as the show goes on and I write things at Garrett Lewis. Follow me on Twitter because you'll get great stuff because I write it. And it's great. Um, it's a fact in my own mind. So the Dow's over 25,000 and I get a, uh, I get a tweet. Would you believe liberals on Twitter are claiming the market has been going up for the previous eight years? And I write, it has. The market has gone up since 09 because it crashed. It crashed dramatically. But I wrote, they're too dumb to realize it went up because Obama printed money with quantitative easing. I believe three times. I believe there's QE1, 2, and 3. I believe it was. I know there was at least one and two where they literally printed money. That's why interest rates had to stay low. Uh, they printed money. And they gave it to corporations. They wanted corporations to hire people. And they gave it to banks. They wanted. They, they all hoarded the money because they had no intention to do it because they knew the economy was crap. So it was all artificial. So that's why the market went up because all of a sudden all this more, all the, the bottom lines went up. Everything went up. This, this market rise is not based on printing money. It's based on policies. It's based on confidence. Two different things. Obama had it going up. Uh Uh-huh, where are all the jobs? You tell me the economy was actually good back then. Are you high? It's like, just, you know what, just admit when things are wrong. And, you know, I've looked back and realized how wrong President George W. Bush was on a lot of things. At least I had the guts to, you know, call out for being what it is. You can't call out Obama for being wrong. Get the hell out of here. So it's just talking to people sometimes. It's just just stupid. You just get out of here. I'm never going to connect with you. You're just dumb. Now, speaking of that, this is why college, it sucks. They need to just, you know, lower tuition costs by firing stupid professors and uh, unnecessary professors and dumb classes. There's a story I saw that I I said, you got to be kidding me. Where do you buy your groceries? The grocery store? You go to like Walmart or Target or something like that? Wait, where do you buy your groceries? I don't do that. Yes, you do. You're the cook. I'm the cook, too. My wife buys all this stuff. Does she really? I'm the magic maker. You oh give me God. a random bag of stuff, I will make magic. Oh, God. Yeah, it's salt, pepper, and garlic to anything. It'll taste okay. You're right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> a little bit of frying in there. Exactly. <laughs> I know it tastes good. A little crust, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, I, I was like, you've got to be kidding me with this. But apparently... Where you buy your groceries may make you racist. And there's a couple of professors that said, you ready for this? Farmers markets. You know, you know, farmers markets. Apparently, farmers markets, they say, are basically racist because they're just for white people. Oh, shit, oh yeah. It's on. Uh-huh. Race war. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Yep. You're right. 
Um, it says here in this story, professors claim farmers markets, stupid pop, farmers markets cultivate racism. Excuse me? I've been to farmers markets. You see a lot of racist people around there? They say habits of white people are normalized at farmers markets. Why do they start dancing with like white man overbites or something like that? Like, how does that work? Oh, yeah. Um, these are from a couple of professors at San Diego State University. They have a new book. Farmers markets in urban areas are weed-like white spaces responsible for oppression. Uh, Pascal Josart-Marcelli and Fernando J. Bosco. That's the password. Bosco. You ever see that, Seinfeld? No. Stop laughing. That's George. I heard of I it. Can't give you my, I can't give you my, my password. Bosco. Bosco. Anyway, they're part of an anthology that was released uh, this month, or last month, excuse me, called Just Green Enough. Just Green Enough. They claim there's a correlation between the whiteness of farmer's markets and gentrification. Farmer's markets are often white spaces where the food consumption habits of white people are normalized. Now, Ryan, I'm white, so apparently I can't say anything just yet, but you are not white. Thanks for noticing. I just did. You're Hispanic. You been to a farmer's market? Yes, I have. Okay. Well, you're apparently out of place. Uh, now, <laughs> I feel out of place. I'm just wondering. The, 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 let's go over the food at farmer's markets. Vegetables. Yes. Just for white people? Um, no, definitely think, not. Yeah, okay. That goat's milk um, soap, though, probably is. <laughs> I can't get down with that. Vegetables. There's bread, usually. Is bread just for white people? I don't think no. so. There's generally meat. Like meat, there's fish. No Sometimes. Fish. No fish. I, I've seen fish. Not fish. I've seen fish. Never buy fish in a desert. It's frozen. Okay. Straight out of Alaska. Cod. My wife likes it. She said it's good. It sounds good. I don't like fish. But there's fish. That's fish. There's poultry. There's chicken. I'm thinking, are those just for white people? Uh, no. I'm just wondering then, how the hell farmer's markets are white spaces where food consumption habits of white people are normalized? So apparently, if you are if you want to eat those things, um, you're basically trying to be a white person. You're appropriating my culture if you're not white. Well, maybe they start started selling like frijoles or some tortillas. They're you know, actually mix you know them in the the farmers market I go to. There's a lady selling salsa. There's yeah. a dude making burritos. Tamales. Yeah, I mean it's there. Oh, now you get your Hispanic on. Well, really? I, I, I gotta say it right. Tamales. <laughs> <laughs> so it says here. I need some masa. Yes, these geology professors, matza. Uh, they claim forty four percent of San Diego's farmers markets, San Diego, cater to quote households from higher socioeconomic backgrounds, which raises property values and displaces low income residents and people of color. So you're saying that they set up the farmer's markets where people actually are willing to pay for the food. Farm to fresh. Far, or the farm to plate? Farm to plate. Whatever it but is. But they're willing to pay for it. You know, who sets up a business in an area where people don't have the money to pay or are not willing to pay? This is... You ready for this? They wrote, the most insidious part of this gentrification process is that alternative food initiatives work against the community activists. And residents who first mobilized to fight environmental injustices 
and provide these amenities, but have significantly less political and economic clout that de- than developers and real estate professionals. Uh, how do you look at a farmer's market? Like, what kind of sick, twisted individual are you? You're so racist and angry. You literally look at a farmer's market and think that it brings, it, it basically promotes whiteness and screws over everybody that is not white. When you say community I, activist, dude, it makes me think of the Obama phone Yes, guys. exactly. Because it's not free, or it's not, you know, dressed up in some flashy thing or other. I, I know. Yeah, all right. I saw this story when I was uh, not working. Yes, and I, I was just like, you've you got to be kidding me. They say farmers markets are often established as a way of fighting food deserts in low-income areas. But again, complain that the 44% of the, these farmers markets, again, located in a census tracts with high levels of gentrification. So middle-class families. Um, I... That's insulting to me. It's insulting. It should be insulting to everybody. Insulting to everybody. Nah, it's just insulting to me. Oh, God. I mean, you, you got the guys. I don't even know what the point of this is, to be I, honest with you. Somebody to cry about something? Yeah. That, that's really all it is. They basically want, I, I guess, I, what? I guess they just want uh, to say that you should have more farmers markets and areas that aren't in middle-class communities? I, I just, I don't know. People want fresh food. I mean, that, everything, nowadays, the, in, the information that is out there is so amazing. I don't know what it's going to be like in 20 years. I think people are smarter now, even though there are a lot of dumb people, people are smarter now than they ever have been. So people know, they read labels, they know, they, they, they go to the grocery store, sometimes the food, you know, it's fine, it's okay, it's good. But sometimes people are like, I want to go to, to, to get my food, get my lettuce, get my my tomatoes, my peppers uh, from people that I know that don't spray it down with pesticides. I want to make sure it's really safe for me. I want the freshest thing. I don't want to sit in some frozen cooler and defrosted and sent to a you know a place. Um, you know, more than that, I get to support like post farms and yeah, places like that. Exactly. So you get to support farms. You get to do that kind of yeah. stuff. And and people want it. They, they think it's healthier. It probably is healthier. You go there, you get the freshest food. You, you try things you've never tried in the past. And you get these dopey professors that just apparently claim it's racist because they attract households from higher socioeconomic backgrounds, raising property values, displacing low-income residents and people of color. Again, I literally don't understand it. I don't, I, I don't get it. Do you? 880-KNST, 880-5678. It's it's just strange, isn't it? It's just strange. Uh, There's more to this story. I'll get to it. I'm going to get your reactions coming up. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Pound 250 also gets you in jazz for Garrett Lewis. It's less digits to hit, right? There you go. We'll continue in 5, 821, KNST, AIM 790, Tucson's most. Stimulating talk. Probably the same amount of time, to be honest with you. Takes 20 minutes to cook those uh, fish sticks in the oven. Took probably, within prepping it and cooking it, 20 minutes to cook, right? Okay, yeah. And my wife tried them. She's like, oh my God, these are amazing. And my five-year-old, he was four at the time, tried it. He's like, oh, these are gross. I don't like these. My wife's like, they taste so much better than the frozen fish sticks. But he's just used to that. I'm Whoa. like, I got to try to get them. And my wife is kind of a pushover. I mean, I love her, but she's... I'm like, no, you're going to eat that or you're going to eat nothing. He's like, no, you can't do that. Yes, I can. Well, yeah, you can. So we might get back to that in that aspect. I'm like, why can't I take chicken? I want to make chicken nuggets the same way, too. You just take chicken, right? You just cut them into things and you 
that's bat it. That's not bat how you it. do it. And you, what? You got to get the, the the carcass of the chicken and liquefy it, and then press it into the mold of a chicken nugget, and then eat it. I'll like make chicken cutlets. You shut <laughs> up. You shut up. Haven't you seen those videos? Oh, they're yeah, not true. Not, but yeah, not doing that. I'm not doing that. And shape it in the form of a nugget. He'll Dude, get he'll get chicken fingers. Make him Brussels in. sprouts. I had my kids <sighs> eating Brussels sprouts at three years old. Well, you want a medal? I, I was eating the Brussels sprouts. I was amazed. I amazed myself. I ate them, I think, when I was 36. So there See, you go. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes Brussels yeah, sprouts. Yeah, I know. My mother tried to kill me. She wouldn't feed me that stuff. Uh, <laughs> hang on. Again? Rodney, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hello. Good morning, guys. Hey, my comment just was if the those two authors are complaining that 44% of the uh, farmer's markets are in the you know upper middle class, higher income areas, then that's obviously telling us that 56%, more than half, are in the non-upper-class yep. area. So I'm not sure what the, what the complaint is. If more than either. half are in the non-high-end areas, isn't that what they're trying to advocate for? I, I would think so. And they actually, right here, they, they, they conclude, ultimately, countering gentrification requires, they want to stop gentrification, requires slow and inclusive steps that balance new initiatives and neighborhood stability to make cities just green enough. See, they want to make everything green, so they don't want people to move to a place where they have to then drive. Uh, I, I think that's what they're talking about. Don't build new things, just be green, 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 and the damn farmer's markets attract the white people in middle America, and that's just the problem. Well, I've, I've gone to many farmer's markets, as uh, you were mentioning earlier, and I've seen all different types of people there. I haven't seen a sign as I'm walking in defining who and who yep. should not be there. Exactly. It's only. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And, then, you know, that you know that, that's the whole point. The second part of this story, besides the ridiculousness of it, is, again, why do these people have jobs at colleges and universities? <laughs> they don't need to be there. What are they doing? They're doing nothing. Nothing. So that's that's also my point. That's why it's, it's just it's overpriced and it doesn't need to be there. So. There you go. Thank you, Rodney. It's a great point, man. Have a good one. Take care. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Now I want food. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad that they're that they're actually they're hurting the farmers more than they are hurting the public. Yeah. They're trying to encourage to basically tell people you're racist if you go there. And you know, don't go in these areas, they're gonna be racist. Who does that stuff? These people. Uh by the way, real quick, uh a final oh, you know what I'll do when we come back. I have another college story for you. There was a final exam at Cal State University, Northridge. Yeah. Um, the questions. Well, let me. It was a final for African Studies 161. American Political Institutions, a Black Perspective. Wait until you hear a question they had in this, this professor had about Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's coming up. Don't you go anywhere. And we'll talk about Bannon. Isn't it funny? Really quick. I get it off my chest. Isn't it funny? The media tried to destroy Steve Bannon by calling him an anti-Semite, a racist, a white supremacist. They tried destroying his credibility so much because they thought if you do that, then it would do something to Trump. And he's the worst and he's the worst. And all of a sudden he comes out and bashes Trump. And oh, Steve Bannon, we have to believe everything he says. It sounds true. I want it to be true. So all of a sudden the media is backing a white supremacist, right? They say he's a white supremacist. He's a racist. Now they're taking him to be true. Bunch of hypocrites, isn't it? Funny to watch them just flip-flop and just be so desperate. This is what they're doing. And they'll never call each other out for that, by the way. If Steve Bennett didn't say this stuff, he'd still be a white supremacist and an anti-Semite in their mind. Now he's the greatest guy ever. 834, here's the latest from Fox.com. 
upset if another guy was stimulating your wife. But in a strange way, you like it. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Oh, yeah. Just ask your wife. Oh, no. 841, thank you for hanging out. There are three things I think you need to know because it's been a heck of a morning so far. Holy smokes. Have you been with me? Or are you just tuning in? Where have you been? I just got here. Thank what you. happened? There's some things. Three things. Number one, Rich Rod, according to the local paper, uh, the AD over at the U of A, uh, Hickey, made the decision to fire Rich Rod before the investigation was even over. That's according to a source that did not have permission to talk to the media. They talked to the local paper. Uh, and the decision was made not based on the investigation at all. It was based on the fact that the team didn't do well. The attendance was down. Uh, Rich Rod's off-field behavior was uh, unacceptable. Uh, I guess he was rude at news conferences or something. And uh, there, there you have it. I'll have more on Rich Rod because more's coming out uh, in just a, a little bit. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, jobs, 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 baby. I mean, it's there. There's a lot of economic news that's out there. Uh, supposed to be 190,000 jobs, according to the experts. Turns out ADP says 250,000 jobs added in December. 250,000 jobs added in December. Are you kidding me? Uh, also, Challenger, Gray, and Christmas say there have been the lowest level of job cut announcements since 1990. 1990. And the Dow has broken 25,000. It's at like 25,000 over 100, I believe, is a late. I believe it's... That's what it is. Uh, I- I- incredible stuff. And it's just totally downplayed. If Obama had this run, can you imagine what the what the coverage would be? Holy smokes. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know is, man, oh, oh yeah, it's a 25,100 on the button right now. So I just it just popped up right in front of me. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know is Trump has taken the first steps to have health insurance sold across state lines. The Labor Department has a proposal out there, uh, regulations facilitating to make sure that you could buy health care across state lines. Of course, the AP says, oh, this, uh, the, uh, the, uh, they may cost less, but they may not cover as much. No crap. Really? We want choices. Sometimes we don't want to buy everything that we want to buy. But yeah, clearing the path, the first step toward clearing the path for health insurance sold across state lines. He said in the campaign trail, making it happen, three things I think you need to know, to know, to know. All right, so, um. It's Bobby. Oh, okay. I was like, who are you waving to? So, uh, there was a final exam. Cal State Northridge. Everything's in these California universities, you know what I'm saying? You wonder why? Final exam for African Studies 161. You ready for this? This is what the professor asked. Donald Trump frequently made statements of an blank nature throughout the presidential campaign. Select one. Anti-Mexican, anti-Muslim, anti-woman, all of the above. So what statements did he make? Your choice is anti-Mexican, anti-Muslim, anti-woman, all of the above. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one, right? It's a hell of a question. Hell of a question. Oh, but wait. There's more. There's more. That was question 90. Question 92. And this is African studies? Okay. In her 2016 concession speech, 
What groups did Hillary Clinton address in terms of breaking down barriers and bringing people together? Select one. A. Races. B. Religions. C. Genders and sexualities. D. All of the above. Oh. An online class, by the way. It's an online class. Uh, Campus Reform has this story. So basically, your choice is to say that uh, Trump uh, basically only did hate speech. And Hillary tried to bring all kinds of people together. An anonymous student who was enrolled in this online class does not recall, it says here, learning any anti-Trump rhetoric in class, nor in their textbook reading. Quote, the class is online based, so the professor has not had a political bias for most part, and neither did the chapter reading. So it was really surprising to see this material on the final exam. It was pretty random and annoying, the student continued. Like, don't try to make, don't try and make me think a certain way because everyone's view is different. Professor Karen Stanford is the one that did this, of course, not responding to questions about why the hell did you ask that question. So Trump's a bigot. Hillary unifies people. You got to love college, right? Yeah. You okay, play. Do you have that soundbite, right? Do you have that? that do you have it cut up? Okay. Uh, if you missed it, this is just, I want you to hear this. This is pretty big. Uh, there is a story, and I'll put it on my uh, Facebook page. Don't you worry about it. Uh, it said that... Uh, it's from the Atlantic out of all places. And it says um, the future, the Trumpism, the future of Trumpism is on campus. Amazingly enough, college campuses, uh, the Republican clubs, the colleges, college campuses, their membership is surging, surging. The future of Trumpism is on campus. Matter of fact, I'll do more of this story at 910 this morning. Uh, but in this story, they also, they, they talk to the, College Republican president at ASU. It's a lady, young lady named Jennifer Custis. And I had her on the show and I asked her one question. I said, did you find, because she said the, the membership went from like 10 or 12 to like 50 or 60 people showing up for meetings, which, well, it's not 50 or 60. It's a pretty big increase. I mean, college students have better things to do than sit around and do that stuff. Yeah. Um, and she said, so I said, did you find people that weren't just Republicans? Did you find people that were Democrats that came to you and said, I'm only here because of Trump. Like, I'm a Republican now because of Trump, and this is what her answer was. Yeah, honestly, that was kind of the biggest shock in, obviously not last fall, but 2016. Uh, so many people were like, Trump turned me into a Republican. Or, or actually, a lot of people were like, do you guys support Trump? And we're like, of course. And they're like, okay, I'm going to join because I love Trump. And not even because they had turned into Republican, they just loved Trump. And we were like, of course, we want membership, you know? So that was actually the biggest surprise. Well, that that I think that's the biggest thing yep, right there. Um, how he so people were converting. There was conversion going on. They were converting, and it wasn't because of uh, anything but Trump. Wasn't Jeb? Maybe Rand a little bit. I think only the Republicans would really like Rand. But there were people that I mean, he talked to them. He, that's why he won the blue states. That's why I did that. Uh, people weren't doing that. Like, hey, do you guys support John McCain? Because I'm now a Republican. Because John McCain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that's why this stuff won't work. And I asked her what, what the biggest, you know, what the most important subject was. And she said, for all the, for all the college students, what is it? Is it, is it, you know, jobs? Is it money? That kind of stuff. She said, no, it's border security. They want the wall. The number one thing that the, the students over there at ASU want that are part of the college Republicans is the wall. They want the wall. As a matter of fact, uh, Joe Crowley. You ever sound about a Joe Crowley? Uh, yeah, 52. Joe Crowley is the, uh, he's a Democratic congressman, 
and he's the leader of the Democratic caucus. And he says the border wall is a waste of money. This is why the Democrats will lose bigly in 2018 and in 2020 with this kind of thinking. Here we go. I think there's a false premise here. In other words, you know, equating security and border security with uh, the DACA individuals themselves. They are not a security risk to the, Amer- to the American people. They love this country. This is the country they know and love. Uh, and they are now in a state of limbo. And unless uh, the president, who has promised to, to f- address this issue, works uh, to make that happen in a clean bill, that's what Democrats are, are looking for. You know, a, a $40 billion wall is a waste of government money. And I wow. think you and Lance would have to agree, and some of my Republican colleagues are more conservative in terms of spending. You can't drive on it. You can't live in it. You can't do anything with it. And it really is just a waste of government resources. Uh, we have the security along our border uh, that we need. Uh, we, and we can certainly talk about addressing some of the uh, issues that need to be addressed. But let's not conflate the two issues together. No, no, no. Don't you love that, by the way? You can't live in it. Government's supposed to give you a house. You can't drive on it. Well, let's talk about Pima County. They want to build a whole bunch of soccer stadiums that are paving the road. Soccer fields, a big giant stadium. Can't drive on that soccer field. Can't drive on that stadium. Now, can you? Pickleball courts. Bunch of jokes. Bunch of jokes. Uh, by the way, speaking of that, because, you know, that we, did, we played their sound, the report yesterday from uh, High Pants press release Bud Foster, Tucson News Now. They're trying to say that, that you build this soccer stadium, it's going to really generate all kinds of jobs and everything and hope and better things on the south side. And it's going to make people realize, you know, lose the stigma, lose the stigma. And I see this story on, uh, it was put out by TPD, KVOA reported it. Tucson police investigating suspicious death on the south side. Uh. No way. Yes. On the south side. Huh. Not on the north side? Not on the northwest side? Not on the east side? On the south side? What? Is, why? How? We think it's bad? No, no, I was going to... Don't, don't, I, exactly, don't. Exactly. I thought you were saying something because of me. No, just me. Well, good. <laughs> Keep yourself to you. I will. Okay. All right. So uh, that's what's going on there. We'll get into more about the, uh, the, uh, the future of uh, Trumpism on campus. I think it's really good. And then there's this ridiculous thing... Uh, now apparently, you know, remember see it and you know, if you see something, say something, apparently the government still wants you to do that. Except if you're at a motel six, illegal immigrants, that's where they stash them. Don't say anything now though. You'll get in trouble. I'll, we'll explain coming up. KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. This song? No, promo. Oh. I like the song. Well, good. I think. Hey, how you doing? I like the first part of it. 907. Yeah, me too. Song's good too, though. I like the words. But you'll hear them another time. Yes, we do. I think. We should. I'm not going to make any more comments. I could get myself in trouble. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Thank you for hanging out. What a day. 
Three things I think you need to know. Number one, local paper says the athletic director over there at the U of A made the decision to fire Richrod before their investigation of sexual assault and stuff like that was even finished. They said it was based on the fact that the team wasn't very good. Stadium wasn't sold out. He was kind of a, I guess, a, a jerk at post-news press conference, post-game press conferences, things like that. Wasn't a very likable guy, blah, blah, blah. So they were going to can him anyway. Wow, okay. Uh, there you go. That's from an anonymous official that was not allowed to talk to the media, or at least given permission to talk to the media, but they did anyway at the local paper. Second thing I think you need to know, economy, baby, it is booming. Uh, we crossed the 25,000 mark on the Dow, first time ever. 250,000 jobs created in December. The experts had 190,000, so that was blown out of the water. And on top of that, the lowest level of job cuts since 1990. For the year, the year 2017, lowest level of job cuts since 1990. That is a heck of a heck of a news morning, isn't it? Third thing, I think you need to know, man, oh man, oh man, this it gets even better. Uh, it just came out about an hour and a half ago or so. Uh, the Trump administration has begun the process of letting you buy health insurance across state lines. They've taken the first step. By proposing certain regulations through the Labor Department to make sure interstate sale of health insurance policies take place. How about that? Fantastic. Three things I think you need to know. Um, so there was a story I saw. It was in the Atlantic, and it's a lefty thing. And it, it, listen, it took a lot of shots at Trump and things like that. Uh, it says the, few, the the title of the story is The Future of Trumpism is on Campus. So just when you think that college kids have no, they're dumb. I mean, some of them are, of course, but some of everybody is dumb. Uh, you know, is, is the Trump effect, it's not just the economy, it's the college campus as well, right? So they write the future of Trumpism is on campus. At colleges across the country, young supporters of the president are demanding that college Republicans fall into line. That's right. Um, it's like you, you think that there's, uh, there, there's trying to, we're trying to drain the swamp in D.C., well, guess what? They're trying to drain the swamp on college campuses as well. Okay. Oh, Ryan, can you play the soundbite from, uh, from Jennifer when I call for it in just a sec also? And this is what got me to get uh, the college president on from ASU because she was quoted in this story as saying uh, she supported Trump, didn't have a problem doing it, and Trump caused their membership to go from 10 or 12 people showing up for a meeting to 50 or 60. And one of the questions I asked Jennifer Custis, and she was on two hours ago, and Ryan will put the interview up on my iHeartRadio channel. Search Garrett Lewis on the iHeartRadio app or at iHeartRadio.com. So Jennifer Custis was on the show, and I said, well, did, did you get anybody that was like, I'm a Democrat, but I love Trump, so I'm going to join you? And this is what she said. Yeah, honestly, that was kind of the biggest shock in, obviously not last fall, but 2016. So many people were like, Trump turned me into Republican. Or, or actually, a lot of people were like, you guys support Trump? And we're like, of course. And they're like, okay, I'm going to join because I love Trump. And not even because they had turned into Republican, they just loved Trump. And we were like, of course we want membership, you know? So that was actually the biggest surprise. It's pretty big. So this story starts off at, uh, at Penn State, college Republicans. Apparently the Penn State college Republicans were not going to support Trump. They had another party there, the Bull Moose Party. They're pro-Trump. They had a packed house at the college Republican meeting in August of 2016. And halfway through the meeting, they started chanting, Trump, Trump, Trump. And 
they voted and said, you know, we vote to not support Trump. And they got mad. And this was the start of the story to show that even though they didn't support Trump, there are a bunch of people that are still to this day at college campuses trying to get the swamp drained. Right? Trying to get it drained. If you remember, there were stories. Remember Harvard? They said they wouldn't support Trump. There were other ones as well. Other universities and colleges wouldn't support Trump, things like that. But then there were colleges like ASU. And she said in that interview, by the way, U of A as well, their membership has gone up too because of Trump. Right? Um, now, in this story, it said that they talked to one of the Bull Moose guys at Penn State. He and other Trump Republicans talked to this writer at The Atlantic. They described the MAGA, Make America Great Again movement, as having four basic tenets. Building a border wall. Cracking down on illegal immigration. That's one of them. Staying out of foreign conflicts. Actually, so building a border wall and cracking down on illegal immigration are one and two, sorry. Staying out of foreign conflicts is three. And a more protectionist trade agenda because jobs have gone. This student predicts that economic nationalism that Trump and Bannon advocate for is exactly where the party is going. They're trying to, I mean, you're trying to change by getting rid of Jeff Flake, right? And John McCain and those rhinos and the old school way of thinking, the corrupt, the big government, the big globalists they are. They're doing the same thing on college campuses. Isn't that cool? Well, so those are three. So it's illegal immigration and building a border wall. Staying out of foreign conflicts. More protectionist trade agenda. And the other one, ending political correctness. That's what Trump Republicans want. That's the Bull Moose Party over there at Penn State University. Uh, This student said Trump has made people excited about the GOP when they were previously, quote, scared away by the warmongering, gay-hating, super-religious right. And there you have it. There you have it. Uh, Elliot Gersold, also a member of the Bull Moose Party, served as the group's president for a semester, said, I think voters are more aware that they can get something better than old-fashioned Republicans, someone who'll actually fight for the middle class and lower classes. Candidates now are going to have to be much more willing to acknowledge the struggles of working people. This is on college campuses, by the way. You can't just open up our trade. You can't just support NAFTA without analyzing whether it's actually worth it for the working class. He voted for Romney in 2012, this young guy, intern for the RNC in 2016, but in Trump, he said the party has finally found a strong leader. Big thing for me is Trump is willingness to fight for Republican values. That's something I feel has been lacking. I always feel a little strange when a kid my age espouses 50-year-old National Review talking points. National Review has always thought they were Republican Party, but they're not. It's the working class. And there you have it. And then they go into uh, to the details of how Trump is making it popular and cool and okay to be a Republican on a college campus. Uh, Jarrett Cathcart, senior at University of Central Florida, president of their college Republican, said he, meaning Trump, is bringing up issues that have needed to be brought up, like handling immigration. And it's funny how that happens. All these young people, it's all about immigration and illegal immigration. Yet, if you watch the media, what do you see? You see young people saying, we have to have amnesty. We have to accept. We have to do it. It's just not right. It's just not fair. All these college, and you heard it from the ASU growth you're listening two hours ago. The biggest, biggest thing for them is building the wall. They get it. 
So this University of Central Florida guy said, what's been going on with illegal immigration over the past eight or ten years or so? It's not good. He said Trump's tweets are something people his age appreciate, too. He's typing it out. He's telling us what he thinks. That's something millennials on social media really value. Wow. And remember, Republicans have had a tough time getting young people because of Trump. And the fact that Trump is freaking 71 is incredible. He is bringing them back. Because he's talking about things and doing things that impact them. That's the difference. How many young people? I mean, Democrats, what message do they have for young people? We'll give your jobs to others. Don't worry. No, (laughs) Trump loves hate. Well, that too. Yeah, let's build bridges, not fences. And your pee hats. Oh, my God. Yep, yep. Um, It's just, it's really incredible. So they're getting young voters back, which they haven't in a long time. Love this. At Yale, though, after Trump won the election, Ben Rasmussen, a student at Yale, officially pronounced the Republican Party dead. How'd that work? He quit the Yale College Republicans after the seven-member group endorsed Trump and co-founded an anti-Trump Republican club, the Yale New Republicans. Four members left with him. Three stayed behind. He said the weeks before the election, they were silently hostile. He was in a cold war with the group. We'd walk by each other in hallways, just not make eye contact. But his experiment failed. After Trump won, there were fewer opportunities to get involved with GOP politics. The new Republicans' membership, it grew, and then it dwindled. They stopped paying hosting fees. Quote, it turns out this is what many Republican voters want. They want Trump. The Republican Party that has this long lineage that goes back to Eisenhower and Reagan, it's dead. A new chapter is open. It's a chapter of the alt-right. Really? Of the white supremacist Charlottesville protesters. Unbelievable. So there's some dope still. But for the most part, you'll see it. You'll see it. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Of course, they talked to someone at BYU. Uh, At BYU, they talked to a uh, person named Madison Barr. Uh, She said, um, even on BYU's conservative campus, being a Republican has a negative connotation. She's the president of the uh, BYU College Republicans. Membership in the club dropped steadily throughout 2016, largely because they want to distance themselves from Trump because they love Mitt, Mormon. It's the whole Mormon thing. She said the president's rhetoric revealed an ugly side of her party. Really? Uh, She was mad, by the way, that Jeff Flake threw in the towel. She wondered if it was still worth fighting after Jeff Flake said he's quitting. Bye. Bye. You got to love it. So it goes on and on with some of these stories, some for, some against. But I'm telling you, it seems like they're trying to drain the swamp on college like they're trying to drain the swamp in D.C. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Mark, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, um, I got a daughter. I actually had a daughter that went to ASU, um, and that's from a previous marriage. And she has turned Republican. You know, I... I thought that she might end up Democrat. I'm a Republican, born, red, whatever. I'm a conservative. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily want to relate to a Republican as a conservative because in lots of cases they're not conservative. Yep. But my daughter is a full-on conservative from my first marriage. And my daughter that I have now is coming up, and she wants to go to college. And she went to a... Um, 
thing down here at um, U of A, and you know from from the school, and I live in Tamalwell, and she liked the school and everything, but she's conservative too. She kind of leans with her dad and and well and mom too. But anyway, um, based on what I heard, that interview with that lady, mm-hmm. that young lady um, from the Republican president there at ASU, yep. I think I'm going to have her go there because that's where her sister went. And I just, you know, I, I think that's a good thing. You like the result. Yep. Apparently, I didn't realize. Apparently, yes, she said that I guess that they could do their thing and not get, you know, Verbally attacked, accosted, you name it. Um, exactly. And that, you know, that's good. And like she said, they actually, you know, hang out with the college Democrats. They don't, they're not at war with each other, which is cool. That's yeah. how it should be, you know? I think it's wonderful because I, I really think that um, based on this new economy we have going right now, you're giving those, those young people uh, an opportunity and they're, they're actually coming to see it actually you know, evolve in front of their eyes. Yep. You know, versus the the doom and gloom that we've had for the last eight years. You know, we've had basically we've had eight years of the um, the race card. Now we've got now we've got the Trump card. Yep. It's time to get over the past. Let's move on. Let's let's do. Let's make America great again. Imagine that. Well, look at the economic news that and came I want out this my morning. Daughter to have well, those opportunities that I've I always do. had. Yeah. You know, that's the biggest thing when it comes to parents. But look, look at the economic news that came out today. It's unbelievable. Exactly. And that's why it's hilarious. You watch these dope. If you if you even bother, I don't even know. I, I do it because it's my job sometimes. But I got to be honest, most of the time I don't even watch the media. But they just sit there. And they, they, I mean, they, they, will, they will literally make excuses as to why it's so bad that all this good stuff is happening. Oh, and yeah. somehow Democrats are going to win in 2018 and 2020. And if you look at all their excuses, um, they're they're just talking points that they come up with. Yep. They're not based on any kind of reality or any kind of a, a focus on reality of what is happening. You know? I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah, and then, and then you got like the, the, all of a sudden they're concerned about the, the deficit when eight years of Obama run us up to $21 trillion. Yep. Um, they didn't say a word about it the whole time. And all of a sudden, they're concerned about a trillion, one point seven trillion dollars for this this um, the tax new budget cut, yep. that Trump's doing. Yep. I just don't get it, man. Uh, because yeah. they want to drive girl, the narrative. My girl's going to ASU. Wow, just like that. Yeah, and and I don't I don't like the rhetoric we get from um, U of A down here. Like what? Well, you know, uh, they're they're. Standing up against everything, you know, and going with the, the illegal immigration. Oh, yeah, they're trying to protect DACA. I mean. Oh, no, yeah, all the stories we've talked about, you know, trying yeah, to protect DACA, exactly. all that stuff. That, oh, yeah. that bothers me. I don't want my daughter in the middle of that. I want her to get be successful. She wants to go in the medical field. And, you know, God bless her. I, I just want her to be able to have a good opportunity and not be shot down by, you know, people like that, you know, so want to bring her down. I got you. And thank you for the phone call. Well, there you go. Once again, we have uh, the the ideology of Tucson driving more people to Phoenix or Tempe, the Valley. 
There you have it. Where's that Steve Kazachik soundbite? We don't need that Trump theology here in this town. It doesn't work in our community and blah, 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 blah. That's Steve Kazachik. Do you remember that that soundbite that he said? Remember when he uh, won his uh, re-election because the people in Tucson are a bit uh, ill-informed? Remember, remember that? Yeah, play, play. This is what he said when he uh, when he won. When he it was really bad. But listen to this. The 2016 presidential election, and I am grateful to all of you who cared enough about this community to not sit this one out. It is fundamentally important to preserving the values, Tucson values, who we are, that we now, as Joe was saying earlier, get energized, continue to be energized and participate in the democratic process to make sure that we don't turn Tucson over, Southern Arizona area, the Pima County region over, to the Trump theology, which is quite frankly what it is, that uh, has no business in this community. There you so go. Thank you. Yeah, no business in this. Yeah, we, we don't want to win. We don't want jobs. We don't want success. Thanks, Steve. Uh, we'll continue. I have more on Rich Rod, actually, by the way. You know, he has a history of players transferring for personal reasons. This has just been brought to my attention. I will share that. And we have we have some celebrating to do because of all this great economic news. Don't go anywhere back in 4K and STA AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Hi, right, 929. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, Going to be 69 degrees today. At Garrett Lewis on Twitter. I've been tweeting like a like a crazy person today. I hope you uh, follow me at Garrett Lewis, two R's, one T. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. But putting stuff on Facebook, it's all going to be there. Um, this is uh, this is crazy. So I, I if you Wikip, do you do you believe things on Wikipedia? But these are sourced. Uh, this was sent to me, and it's it's up there. I looked at it on Wikipedia website for Rich Rodriguez. Goes through his history, working, this, that, blah, blah, blah. Now, it says there's a part of it, uh, players leaving in criticism. Because once again, Rich Rod, apparently the decision was made to fire him before the investigation was over. AD said, we got to get rid of this guy anyway. Got to get rid of him. Uh, poor attendance at Arizona Stadium, poor on-field performance, his off-field, off-field behavior, including post-game news conferences, and the necessity of that internal investigation said, we got to fire him anyway. It's not worth the trouble. Granted, he had a con, you know, it's going to cost taxpayers. Well, they're a self-sufficient program, but they got to pay him six million bucks to do nothing. He had a contract through twenty twenty anyway. Um, play, there's a part on the Wikipedia page for Rich Rodriguez: players leaving and criticism. Several Michigan players transferred and subsequently criticized Rich Rod. Justin Boren transferred from Michigan when Rich Rod coached there to Ohio State, the rival. Why? Citing offensive behavior and a lack of family values from the coaching staff. The one thing Rich Rod did, you know, cop to is cheating on his wife. This guy, Justin Bourne, became the first team all Big Ten at Ohio State University in the 2009 season. Others have supported the assertion about a lack of family values, including Detroit Free Press writer Michael Rosenberg. He stated Rodriguez's staff uses some of the foulest, most degrading language imaginable. I know coaches curse, and I'm no prude, but this goes way beyond a few dirty words. It's a Big part of why offensive lineman Justin Bourne left the team. He felt his dignity was at stake. Former Michigan player Kurt Wormers, not Dean Wormer, claimed to not get along with coaches after transferring following the 2008 season to Ball State University, but he was, in fact, 
academically, uh, academically ineligible. So, because he was complaining about it too, so maybe he was lying about it. Prior to the 2009 season, several anonymous players told journalists, including the guy from the Detroit Free Press, that Rich Rod and his coaching staff had habitually violated NCAA rules. Attending unofficial scrimmages violated it, requiring players to work out more hours than NCAA rules permit for the offseason. Rodriguez denied the allegations. So his players didn't really like him very much, now did they? On November 16th, 2009, University of Michigan auditors looking into the NCAA violations discovered that University of Michigan Athletic Department staff failed to file monthly logs to track how much players work out in practice. Uh Uh-oh. February of 2010, NCAA formally accused Michigan, again, where Richard coached, of five major rules violations. They found the team and its coaching staff failed to comply with practice time rules under Richrod, used several grad assistants in coaching positions. Uh, there's limits on that. It marked the first time that major violations were alleged against the Michigan football program. Wow. Not exactly, uh, doesn't seem exactly to be a great guy, now does he? And then the, the, the girl, the ladies, the, the former assistant said she didn't comply and, and, and work with the university in the investigation because she didn't trust them that they would actually do a good job, like they would not take it seriously. Maybe she has something to it. This is, a, I mean, this is an incredible story. Uh, we'll continue. We have some celebration, uh, celebrating to do uh, about the, um, the economy. Man, I still have to get to the Motel 6 story also. And apparently a very popular and racist medical procedure. It's appropriating my culture. I'll get to that coming up in about six. Here's the latest from Fox. 943, three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, Rich Rod canned. According to the local paper, a, uh, a U of A official that was not authorized to speak to the press said the decision to fire him was made by the AD and he made it before the investigation was even over because they had bad attendance, bad on-field performance, uh, he was bad off the field, all that stuff. Wow, okay. Second thing that I think you need to know, the economy is going wild right now. We have, we're over 25,000 at the Dow. First time ever. Uh, jobs report, 190,000 jobs were expected, blown out of the water, 250,000 jobs created last month. How about that? And Challenger, Gray, and Christmas, a consulting firm, said this year was the lowest amount of um, announced job cuts since 1990. Job cut announcements in 2017 are the lowest since 1990. Pretty incredible stuff. Three things, or is that, that that's two. The third thing, I'm sorry, the Trumpster and his administration are taking steps First step to have health insurance sold across state lines. Hello, competition. Three things I think you need to know. It's just getting started, baby. It's just getting started. Um, we're done with the Rich Rod stuff. We went over that. Uh, okay, one somewhat serious, disturbing kind of story. Then we'll get into something that I think is very interesting. Very fun. Uh, but did you hear about this uh, this situation with Motel 6 and the state of Washington and lawsuits and stuff like that? Motel 6, right? You know what Motel 6? It's it's a cheap place to go get a room for a night, right? Um, apparently, this is the story from the LA Times, Motel 6 routinely gave guests information to immigration officials. The state of Washington Attorney General says. Wait, what? Yes, they're accusing Motel 6 
of illegally giving information on thousands of guests to immigration officials who didn't have warrants, but who scrutinized guests with Latino-sounding names. They faced scrutiny since September when a Phoenix publication uncovered evidence that two Arizona locations were regularly handing over guest information to ICE agents who were on the lookout for immigrants staying in the country illegally. Is that bad? I don't know if they realize this, but uh, isn't Phoenix like the number one um, place in the country to stash illegal aliens? You may drop houses there are. It's right near the border. Just drive up through Tucson, get to Phoenix. Don't they always say, if you see something, say something? Does that not matter now? Yeah. Motel 6 disavowed this practice and information exchange was limited to local level without the knowledge of senior management. Attorney General Bob Ferguson of the state of Washington launched this investigation after elevations in Arizona and he discovered disturbing unlawful handovers. Why the state of Arizona? Why, why the state of Washington? What are they doing? They say it's more widespread, everything else. Now get this. He said Motel 6 staffers told investigators ICE agents circled any Latino or Latina-sounding names on the guest registry, returned to their vehicles to run background checks. Now, why would they do this? Are they racist? No. ICE spokeswoman Yasmin Pitts O'Keefe said in an email to the LA Times she would not disclose or discuss specific information, didn't want to comment, but said, quote, it's worth noting that hotels and motels have frequently been exploited by criminal organizations engaged in highly dangerous illegal enterprises, including human trafficking and human smuggling. Oh. So, you don't think that people that worked at a Motel 6, if all of them they saw, they saw a van or a truck drive by and all of a sudden you get 30 people dropping out of that, 50 people dropping out of that, going into one hotel room, should they not see something and say something? What if the rodeo clowns? Yeah. And uh-huh. They do that in that little car. They're here illegally. Oh, wow. Shouldn't they do that? Now that now they're going to be scared to not do that. So now because of this, when and this you don't think this happens all the time by the way? Get them into some cheap motel for the night or for somebody else to pick them up after that and you go from there. Of course that happens. So now when they see it happening, what are they they're not going to call? Just like the San Bernardino terrorists. Remember the San Bernardino terrorists? Remember when uh, neighbors afterwards said, yeah, I saw really bad things. They were doing strange things, doing a lot of stuff late night, a lot of deliveries, crazy things. But I didn't want to call it. We have the sound bites. I didn't want to call anybody or call the police because, you know, I didn't want to be racist. If you see something, say something, right? So wait a second. You can't do that, right? You can't, you can't call. You can't. You can't try to say, I think there's something bad going on here. No, 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 no. But it's okay to call the police when you're offended on a college campus, right? If somebody says something that's offensive to you, he's wearing a Make, Make America Great Again hat. He's wearing a Trump hat. You call the, I mean, they, they do that. Oh, that's the soundbite from the, yeah, play that one. Good, good call. Good call. Police say they were tipped to the home and that they spotted the shooting suspect's vehicle leaving the house. One man who worked in the neighborhood the past three months said he noticed unusual activity. And we've noticed one day like six Middle Eastern guys walk by across the street, kind of dressed nice. And they would walk around and go over to State Street and eat there because I seen him eating there when I went to the paint store one day, Redlands Paint. Anyways, we sat around lunch thinking, well, what were them guys doing in this neighborhood? And it went on for like three weeks until the project was done. We'd see them every other day leave over here by where they're raiding that apartment. 
And that man that we interviewed said he never said anything because he didn't want to be seen as racially profiling. Yep, there you go. That's the problem. And you get these uh, squishy wussies that that get upset. You know, if somebody, uh, if I'm in a Motel 6 and somebody thinks that I'm here illegally and they uh, tell ICE and they run my plates, I don't want the government to overstep, but this is a reality that this is what happens when they take... There are some smugglers, this is part of the route, and they drop them off at these cheap motels for the next people to pick up. On my plate. Go ahead. By the way, real quick, uh, CBS News. Their political director. I'm sure he hated Trump. He worked for CBS News. Breitbart story. 52nd member of the elite media accused of sexual misconduct. Uh-oh. CBS News fired their political director, Steve Chigaris, over allegations of inappropriate behavior. 52nd member of the elite media fired. Him, Charlie Rose. They got some winners over there, huh? He was frequently seen on the air criticizing Trump, by the way. You gotta love it. You have to you have to love it. Oh yeah. Always ripping on Trump. I could play the soundbite if you'd like. We can do it coming back. And then I got to get to one more coming back to where there is a medical. This is no joke. There is a medical procedure that is taking place for men. That is appropriating my culture. Why is this not a bigger deal? Wait till you hear about it. It's coming up in four. KNST AM 790. Ryan's shaking his head. He knows what's about to happen. KNST AM 790. Now you can't leave. Tucson's most stimulating talk. The entire Everything. nation of Thailand. Hang on. They, I love, their groins get blasted with a laser. You know, I don't want my groin to ever get blasted with anything, let alone a laser. <laughs> and it's whitening? The teeth whitening? <laughs> it's been a hit with male clients aged between 22 and 55. Where is the hospital that started offering this in Thailand? Bangkok. I mean, where else? They started offering this six months ago. Who wants to whiten there? I mean, for all the stereotypes out there, don't you want to do the the opposite? (laughs) The Lelux Hospital in Bangkok began offering the unconventional treatment six months ago and now has three to four clients per day. (laughs) And they have a picture. I got to put this on my Facebook page. This is... This has left the public both baffled and alarmed, but the clinic says they have more inquiries than ever. Is it before and after? I I don't know. I love this. So the procedure got wide play on Thai television and social media on Thursday after the hospital released images of a man undergoing the treatment. It looks like a woman getting a gynecological examination. Anyway, uh, the whitening service. I don't know what they're, 480 pounds for five sessions. I don't know. Um, how is that not racist, by the way? Why are these guys from Thailand appropriating my culture? Why do they want to have a penis like me? I can't wear a freaking sombrero and eat a taco on Cinco de Mayo, but these guys can make their penises white? The obsession, somebody wrote on Facebook, people nowadays can't embrace their own skin color. (laughs) The whitening and bleaching treatments. Uh, in, in Thailand, where skin whitening ads have caused outrage and accusations of racism. 
Rush is back. He's next. Uh, happy Thursday.